Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the sunny and frigid noise and voice of your local announcers sitting in the sparsely populated southerly part of The Food Show. I am the host for four, for 40, for 30, uh, yeah, something like that, uh, years of our radio program. And I'm inviting you to dial up this phone number, 260-6368. All run together, by the way. I ran into somebody a couple of days ago who told me that I tried dialing up that number, 260, and then trying 63, and then trying 68. No, I'm not making this up, by the way. And uh, I, I had to explain it to the, the person, but you know, that, that happens. It's no, no big deal. Okay. <clears throat> Hi. We are very happy to TGIF. have... Mary Ann is here, and uh, nothing could be more cheerful. Oh, good. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> welcome to our broadcast, Aruni, as you... Uh, I just met someone who is a listener... Oh, yeah? And what did we learn? So I'm just going to do a shout-out to Arturo, who was the guy who did the bricks on Mary Lee's house. Oh, and yeah. I had I embarrassed Mary Lee by saying, is it, any, is it inappropriate for a perfect stranger to say, I love you? And so this was the point at which Mary Lee shrivels up. Hmm. And he said, oh, I listened to you on the radio. And I went, oh, okay, Phew, so that's okay. Hmm. Anyway. Okay. Hello, Arturo. We love what you did. <laughs> anyway, um, mm -hmm. let's start the show. Let's start. You know what? Uh, may I start off with our last item from yesterday? Oh, my goodness. You're getting a list now, too? It's not. All it's the callers have lists. You might as well have one, it's too. It's not go ahead. long enough to make a list because there's well, only... Well, I, I did that last week with Greasy Foods Day, so go ahead. Two things here. But yeah. anyway, uh, yesterday, I, and I'm trying to remember what it was that triggered this in the beginning. Well, the give beginning. me some hints because you okay. know how good I am at guessing. I I pointed out we were t for some reason we were talking about a, a a restaurant in it's one of those places in Kenner and in Metairie at the, about the same time and I'm not. We're talking about Louisiana Purchase. Louisiana Purchase, right? And garfish, uh, garfish balls. Yesterday we were uh, I don't know how this got started. But we pointed out the fact that uh, one of the best things on their menu, as a matter of fact, I would say it was the best thing on their menu over there at Louisiana Purchase. They get garfish, which is not thought of as a really particularly great fish. But it turns out among the things we learned from, a several, from several people is that this is a fish that actually lives around in, in Lake Pontchartrain. And if you catch one, you would not really have a big problem doing something good with it. And, in fact, what they do over at Louisiana Purchase is they make these uh, almost like stuffed crab meat, except that they're using the— Maybe they're making garfish the balls. The garfish, that's maybe it. Maybe it's garfish balls. It, maybe it is. And uh, at any rate, uh, we there it is. And we spent pretty much the entire pro ye program yesterday to try to get people to recognize this 
and guess ah, what, know what it was. I what you're getting at. And so, Tom was so titillated by that, no, he I, wants to encourage calls by throwing out another riddle. Is that what you're doing today? Oh, Tom? no, I don't oh, have no. one to use. Okay. You know, I only... I only <laughs> oh, rats. I only do the, the regular stuff. Okay, so go ahead. But, so what, what was the we, second thing? You had two things you said. Or well, was that it? Two things. One of the was things was... No, one of the things was the garfish, and the other one is the fact that they turned it into a, into kind of a this. A dr- you know, I was, I was excited up. about an idea that I had, but you're going to nix it. Let's see. Well, it's it it involves hamburgers, <laughs> I, which I know is not real. Su- on the show, not surprised at all. No, go right ahead. It's it's Friday. Well, you, know, you may we, as well be able to Yesterday we had a wonderful lunch at Walk-Ons. Yeah, and um. He was talking about, the guy who invited us over there, was talking about a new slider. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, a new slider concept. Well, that's what I'm about to get to. A new slider concept by the same guy who did walk-ons. And I was certainly intrigued by this because I love sliders. And I just had some sliders. Yeah. And I realized I prefer sliders to hamburgers. And I was wondering if anyone else felt the same way. Well, and there's no actual reason for that because you can eat enough sliders that it's more than what you would eat in a hamburger. But I don't know. They're just so cute. Sliders. Well, what what you have just said uh, makes me wonder what your definition of a slider is. Because, well, that's an interesting question. Well, that's why I asked. Yes, because sliders come in many different sizes. Is it what's the range from? Well, I would say that the kind of slider. When I think of a slider, I think of a slider as being about two and a half to three inches in diameter. Mm -hmm. Two, so they're about like two and a half to three inches in diameter, as opposed to five and a half or six inches in diameter for a hamburger. Maybe five Mm -hmm. inches for a hamburger, and there's there's not really. An enormous amount of difference. For example, if you got a slider at Atomic Burger, there's not a tremendous amount of difference in terms of size between the slider and the burger. And honestly, that's all I ever get at Atomic Burger is a slider mm-hmm. and, if I'm feeling bad, fries. Hmm. Uh, the interesting thing to or me if I'm about, feeling that I want to be bad, fries. about sliders is that uh, when I was a teenager, we ate the daylight oh, side of gosh, those things. Oh, my gosh. Here we come. There, there crystal. Were, there were t- the crystal. <laughs> well, you know, I I, I, uh, I, I... I don't know if you can even call that a burger, Tom. Well, but it is fits all the other descriptions. Is there beef on there to make it a burger, actually? I don't know. Just think about this, folks. Crystal has come up with a Nashville hot chicken sandwich, which I have to mm-hmm. say the picture of it is not really all that bad looking. It looks way better than their hamburger. But just imagine if Crystal came up with an impossible burger. How could you tell the difference? It's a good question. It's impossible to tell you why. There you go. Two six zero six three six eight. What's getting into me? I that's the first time I've said that and said it what? is already uh seven minutes into the show. Two six zero six three six eight. You know oh, what? Some people well count here. sleep. I mean come, some people if they're awake in the middle of the night, they're counting sheet, not me. I'm saying two six zero six three six eight. Two six zero six three. I do uh I do say that in my <laughs> Do you really? That's mm-hmm. a joke. I don't say it, but I do. <laughs> Usually if I'm awake in the middle of the night I'm cursing the dog. And you. But anyway, for for having me, she's cursing me, <laughs> folks. Two six it's zero. Pre- but I love her anyway. Six 
888-344-1368 is the number. Today is the day that Brennan's came back to us. The it, new Brennan's. I'm glad uh, you noticed that. The Ralph Brennan, Terry White version of Brennan's. That was something, for, for the fact that they were able to do that, to put that restaurant together again, mm -hmm. is just uh, an, an incredible um, Feet. award to, uh, to the, the guys, that, which, is, which are, I should say, uh, Ralph Brennan well, and, and his partners in the, in the uh, deal. But he sure did turn out a great uh, restaurant afterwards. It's beautiful. You can beautiful. do anything if you have enough money to do it. I mean, this is what we're really? learning at the house. It's you know? money is the only thing we need. <laughs> and this is why buildings like the coffee pot become something else. Because if you do not have the money to transform an old crumbling building into something new and viable that can pass codes, Quit you talking can't about our house. do it. You can't do it. Hmm? You can't do it. So yeah. you have to have money. So, I mean, they did spend a lot of money to bring that back, but they did it in a very beautiful way. It's a, it's a gorgeous restaurant. I think it's, um, it's, it's not my style, but it's really, really lovely what uh, they did. I'm not trying to be a wise guy or anything, but what would your style be? What is my style? What is my style? My style is Bottega Louis. My style is... Um, you know, we you talk know about Bottega Louis every time we... Because uh, it's my favorite restaurant in the world. Well, I, I realize, and I, I'm pretty sure that we have never actually outlined what that restaurant is or anything else about it. Can you give us a well, quick Well, that's what websites are for. Anybody oh, yeah. wants to know about Bottega Louis, go online. BottegaLouis.com. And that's it. You, that's you, it. You don't want to talk yeah. to them about it. No, I mean, oh. I look, it's my favorite It's my favorite restaurant. All of course right. I'll talk okay. to them about it. It's, uh, what I love about it is it's large. It's cavernous. It's wide open spaces. It's uh, white, generally speaking. I like gleaming white spaces. But you can get to the point where it's too sterile. You know, there's, there is a sterility quotient that you hit, and then it becomes something that's not really all that appealing. Let's go to Michael. We have a caller. 260-6368 is the number. Michael, Gosh, Michael, I'm glad I saw you before Doug yelled at me to see you. Hi. <laughs> all right. Well, hi. Hello, Tom. And uh, I'm Mary Ann. Mrs. Tom is Mary Ann. Mrs. Okay. Tom. Oh, Mrs. please Tan. don't say that. <laughs> Mrs. Tom would imply there's something uh, similar about us. No, the, the Mrs. is fine. <laughs> or you could call me the wife. Wifey, those things will work. Hi. Very good. I will keep those in mind. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> so I have a lady love uh, who moved here from Minnesota, uh, northern Minnesota, and uh, nearly Canada. And she's been here a year and a half, and, well, we both love to eat, and we've um, had some wonderful adventures in New Orleans. But she also has um, some foods that she misses from up there that she's having a hard time uh, uh, getting. In, in Minnesota? Yes. Yeah, I, I imagine you would. I mean, even something apparently very, very simple, like uh, wild rice, you know, that rice that uh, you get that at Rouse's on the shelf. Well, uh, not at, not just any old place, uh, and it's well, it's. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 finish with let's hear what he's what, what okay. is she looking for? 
you certainly um, have a point about wild rice. She comes back with wild rice in her suitcase. <laughs> it's not the right wild rice at the grocery store. Uh-huh. Yeah, what is that like? I'll bet you it's very cool. What's what? Uh, obviously, if you bring something back from its origin, it's always better. So, what makes it special? What's I I would have to get her to tell you that i'm not well, sure but it's the the ones that not, they have are not quite right <laughs> not to but, not to uh just uh you know shake my my uh toot your horn to to my Go horn ahead. is very good yeah uh in in minnesota mostly and often associated with native american people in that part of the world they uh th- this uh, uh, this kind of rice is not even vaguely related to the rice that you and i eat every day it has a totally different flavor. It's a grass, isn't it? It's a, it looks like a grass, but it mainly grows in a swamp. And mm-hmm. the guys that go out and get it, they actually do it in boats. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very interesting thing, and it's really got a unique flavor, and it goes especially well with with game. What does she miss? <laughs> who who she? That okay. means Tom. Let him say what she misses. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So. So it's very specific, and it, and it might be easier than wild rice. It is uh, soup. She goes to, um, say, a diner or a um, cafe in Minnesota, and there's somebody's grandma in the back uh, who on Monday makes chicken noodle soup like homemade, and on Tuesday does vegetable beef, and on Wednesday does split pea. And she can name half a dozen restaurants that she can go to and find that and here everywhere she walks in it's gumbo and crawfish bisque and she longs for a good bowl of chicken noodle soup especially you know what What? this i'm gonna get on my little i'm gonna get on my little soapbox here you yeah i'm I'm gonna get on a little globalization rant here uh are you ready uh for that (laughs) um <laughs> you know I'm what? I'm getting myself ready. Yeah. Michael, you know, yeah. This, this is something Should that, we let her do it or should you, we let you finish what you're doing first? No, he, he just said what well, he was, was looking for. That was it. So okay. she's looking for. Okay, uh-huh. when you said your, your girlfriend is from Minnesota, my first thought, and this is being a snobbish New Orleans, New Orleanian, I can't imagine what sort of food you would miss from a place that doesn't have a really strong regional culture like this. And this this is something that we've gotten into a little bit as the True Food Kitchen has moved to town and a lot of other similar places that don't have the New Orleans food cultural identity. If you want, this sounds really rude, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean it to sound rude. Like, I don't want to have Bottega Louie here. No, I I enjoy Bottega Louie where it is. Smart. So, that's the smartest thing so I've heard you say today. So when every place starts having everything, then there's nothing special about exactly. anything. Yep. So if if she has relatives, I'm assuming she has relatives in Minnesota or friends in Minnesota. Then I think that if she goes and brings back the wild rice and has a lot of dinners in a diner there, that would be great. But but here, people come to eat gumbo and crawfish etouffee and things like that. And so I think once all the cultural identities of every place start resembling every other place what's what's the reason to go anywhere 
Well, I certainly understand that point. And if she was here for a week, then that's what I would be telling her. But, you know, <laughs> she <laughs> she's having chicken noodle soup twice a year. And uh-huh. I mean, and she will make it. Oh, you but, know, I bet you she, um, I know, I bet she could have a good chicken noodle soup. If she went to uh, Kosher Cajun Deli, I'll bet you they have a good chicken noodle soup. Do you think? I don't see why not. I would I, I would mean, call there. Um, okay. It's out in Metairie. It is a uh, kosher Jewish deli, and I think chicken soup is a, a definite staple of if, if you meet the criteria, the cuisine. I think you might be able to find something like that. Um, in terms of diners, we don't have a lot of diners here. No, about the only one I think that passes the the uh, category is the Camellia Grill. The Camellia Grill is really what a, a, a one of these things is. It's not uh, very good anymore, though, is it? Huh? It's not, it's not good, as good really. as it used to be. Does uh, anybody know where a delicious, like your grandma made, chicken noodle soup can be found in the city of New Orleans? Give us a call, 260 Vegetable beef or split pea would do Okay, well. I'm going to tell you where a really great vegetable beef soup is, but you're going to have to drive a little bit. I think Keith Young's on the North Shore yep. makes the best vegetable beef soup I've had other than Tom's. There you go, Tom. I gave you a compliment. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, Keith Young's on the North Shore. If you yeah, want to hang on terrific. for a minute, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about some other soups. Do you have you have a few more minutes? We have to take a break. That's sure. what that music means. Two six zero six three six eight. Please, let's help out Michael. We're looking for soups that you might find at a diner in this mm-hmm. town for him. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Oh, hi. It's the Food Show, and we, uh, we're playing around today, as we always do, with a good nature. Of uh, Marianne over here, who is uh, sitting across the table. Hi. With me being over here at the other side of the of the table, and uh, nobody quite has a comfortable seat. Is that right? Oh yeah, my my seat hasn't broken today really? yet. Oh good. Well, I I'm waiting to go hit the done, ground. Had it broken Michael, before? Doug was uh, investigating Minnesota treats over the break, and I just want to say that we cannot help you with a Jello ring. <laughs> right or a tater tot? Uh, <laughs> no, he, had, he had a whole bunch of things. The the fried How about butter. Candy corn? We can't. We, we can't help you with that. We haven't beat anyway, up Michael, on that Anyway, Michael, I apologize profusely for my rant because, uh, but it's just something that's on my mind now constantly as I see New Orleans becoming Austin, and Austin used to be Austin before it became something else, and it's just, it's like there's this bleed of all of these cultures into, into what is going to become a nothing can, can I uh, can I can I make a yes, uh, thank you Doug homogenize an observation yes the first time I ever went to Austin yeah I, I was uh, I was just riding around in Texas and I, I was just getting ready to leave the town and head west and I got out of the the, the hotel and I realized there were about four uh, horses who were tied to the railing that they put in, especially that you see in cowboy movies. There's a word for those things. I can't remember what, the way you tie posts, up your home. Hitching posts. Hitching posts. That's it. Thank you very much. That's what much. I'm here for. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's very <laughs> helpful. And no, I really mean that sincerely. But uh, I, I thought, wow, this place really does feel like the place that it is in. This was in the 1970s. Uh-huh. 
And since then, and now people use that as an expression for, yeah, you, uh, this place is becoming Austin, meaning that it's, you know, everything that you're tired of is suddenly Austin. Or it, I was about to say, now, now it's scooters. Now there are scooters tied to hitching boats. But let's get back scooters to Michael. Scooters right next door over Michael's here. Michael's been think. patiently waiting. Michael, yeah. um, you know, I have another thing that I, I feel very strongly about. We were in a Greek restaurant yesterday that's new in town, and the chef and the owner had both spent months in Greece and Crete cooking and observing the kinds of foods that they serve there. And then he was saying that he can't really, he can't really reproduce those things exactly because the vegetables are different and blah, 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 blah. And of course you can. And this is how American food became, I call it fake American food. This is how all of our European food got translating, translated into a milder version of that because you can't get all the ingredients the same. You know, when my son wants to make jambalaya in Los Angeles, I offer to bring uh, Savoie uh, andouille. And he goes, no, no, I'm going to use the stuff that's on the shelf here, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's just not the sure. same, nor should it be. So what if what if you all did more cooking at home and, and made the chicken soup yourself? I mean, that's a lot of work, but... Not all that much, though. Really, when you de- mean, when you get into it, it's not as hard as it looks. Yeah, I mean, get a recipe from from grandmother and and uh, and you know and have a chicken soup. You know why we don't have a really good chicken soup here because we Tell don't me. really need one like they do in Minnesota. We have gumbo. Like I'm I'm thinking, I'm cold outside, but that's just such a wussy thing to say. I mean, in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cold. You know, it, it's kind of cold Minnesota, out there. It, it's they, cold. They literally yeah. have a negative 40 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Feel, feel know, my I mean, hands. Exactly. I, my so, hands are... I mean, we don't really have a lot of soups. We have our gumbo because it's regional. But, I mean, we don't have a need for those kinds of things because, right, you know, right. most people aren't as wussy as me complaining about this kind of cold weather already. That's why I need to live in California. Anyway. Mm. I don't like, know. Uh, what if I'm sick? What if I'm sick? I I need a chicken soup then. Yeah, but sure. it is it it does have a lot to do with the chill. Yeah, but, um, yeah. But, well, try the and, co- try the kosher one. Um, you know what, uh, Doug? Would you um, see if we can get Joel Brown on the phone from Kosher Cajun Deli and let's see if they have a chicken soup there? Because I guarantee, if it's on the menu, it's going to be really good. Um, and I'm I'm going to try and think of some other places for chicken soup, but I, I think the one at Keith Young's is, in my opinion, the best I've had. All right. Well, I definitely appreciate but you that do have feedback. To... We're going to try those two or three places. Yeah. And um, we're gonna, and we keep... have done we have cooked a couple of soups. We'll keep at it. Yeah. Keep, sure. Why not? Keep uh, listening because we're going to try to talk to Joel Brown about the uh, about the chicken soup. And if anyone <clears> else has any ideas. Where they might be able to get a good chicken mm-hmm. soup. Uh, you ought to take a look at what time it is and what day of the week it is. Okay. And uh, anyway. What time huh? is it and what day of the week is well, it? Well, it is uh, 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's November and 1st. Nope. November 1st. Yes. And, uh, and there uh, you go. We, uh, it's... Uh, day uh, of the Dead. A what? It's Day of the Dead. Uh, yeah. well, I know I that, but that's so. in Mexico. You have to go to Mexico or New Mexico to to embrace that totally. 
everything. That's right. That's why I say we have All Saints Day here. Anyway, Michael, I am I am I am now motivated, if for nothing else, out of guilt at my rant, to um, to find you a chicken soup. It's oh, my cause for the day. That shouldn't be hard to do, but yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, Is I, he still there? Huh? I think he's I, gone. I, I don't think so. I think he's gone. All right. All right. Well, we 260-6368 hit- yeah. is the number. We are looking now for soups, which is not a bad idea, because if you're as wussy as I am, you're probably really cold and might like a good chicken soup somewhere. Uh, give me, uh, can you give me five soups that you could uh, have one different one each day? And Ooh. assuming mm. you have enough time to do this in your day. In my day, if I could... Think of five soups or make five soups? Oh, you can make them if you want to. Okay, no, I just want to think of them. I want somebody else to oh, make great. them. Oh, <laughs> great. Well, I remember on Captain Kangaroo, mm-hmm. they had a pecking order of that. And uh, the two I remember is, first of all, uh, chicken soup was... Huh? Okay, thanks. They do. Chicken Thank noodle you, Doug. Soup. Okay, so there is a chicken noodle soup, Michael, to be found in Metairie at the Kosher Cajun Deli. They are closed right now. It's the Sabbath, but uh, you should check that out. It's they'll be open on Sunday. Okay, go ahead, Tom. All right. Well, chicken noodle soup is great. It is. Chicken noodle soup is great. Um, vegetable beef soup is great. I like a cream of mushroom soup. Who doesn't? I love a cream. I, I, uh, I love it. Love it. It's good. Uh, I love a... Chicken and mushrooms uh, together, almost no matter what you do, it winds up being good. Now, this is a very local thing, but I like a stuffed artichoke soup. Ah. <laughs> well. You know, a stuffed artichoke soup is something that I have made by accident. Yeah? Yeah. I've made it by accident. My mom make, made a great stuffed artichoke. And she would take the, what are you doing, Tom? Tom? Three, 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 three. Okay. That's the time. Okay, good. Anyway, um, she would take all these stuffed artichokes and she would put them in a Dutch oven with about a half cup or maybe a, a quarter cup water. And this would continue to get replenished and then steam the artichokes in that water. And the artichoke, and you keep basting it too. So then, after you baste it, you get this kind of sludge at the bottom of the pot, and that's a pretty darn good stuffed artichoke soup. Anyway, that's is, uh, is that's there a anything else in it aside from the mushrooms and the? Uh, uh, there are no mushrooms in it. It no, is just any, the any meats it is just kind? the detritus from the basting of the stuffed artichoke. So it's. Uh, Parmesan cheese and herbs, garlic, and um, breadcrumbs. And that wet down sounds kind of gross, actually, but it's really good. <laughs> I mean, a stuffed artichoke soup, I think, is pretty good. Yeah. Oyster yeah, artichoke soup. Is oyster, oyster artichoke soup. Oyster artichoke soup is one of the great, great creations. You asked me about creations. my favorites. I'm, so I'm trying to go through the ones that I've had that I like that's a favorite. There is a soup at Oak Oven. Oak right Oven. Now. Oak Oven has a soup. It's not anything like what Michael is looking for, but it is a spicy pumpkin soup with crab meat in it. And it's really good. 
Mm, that would be good. It's really good. I don't know how you could make that. Um, you know, that was a big, big deal at some top shooting restaurant like um, uh, uh, Commander's Palace. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but actually, the one that comes to my may, uh, my mind immediately is Louis the Sixteenth when mm-hmm. they uh, they had these wonderful soups that they would make by basically pureeing vegetables, uh-huh. and you would eat them, and you wouldn't particularly re- register the fact that this was some sort of uh, some sort of thing that had yeah. gone through a, right. on the top Doug of your stove. Doug is telling us break time. Okay. 260-6368. Okay, so Michael has now um, activated my uh, rant reflex on the blending of cultural identities to where everything becomes the same and there's no reason to ever leave your house. So, um, but we are, but but I, I want to find him some soup. So if you know some soups in town, they're looking for chicken noodle soup and uh, vegetable beef soup. And now we're talking about soups because it's cold outside. At least I think so anyway. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. We are back. Two six zero six three six eight 6 3 is the number. We are looking for soups. Anybody know of any soups around town, your favorite soups? What kind of soups do you like? Uh, this all came up when we were talking to someone whose girlfriend is from Minnesota, where it gets, like, actually cold. And it, it, she was looking for some of her favorite kinds of soups. And I only had two very lame uh, answers for that. I mean, I told him he had to go all the way to the North Shore for Keith Young's exceptionally good beef vegetable soup. And uh, to Metairie for um, Joel Brown's chicken noodle soup. So if you know of any places that are serving those kinds of soups that your grandma would make, uh, give us a call, 260-6368. I don't even see any soups like that around. No, you I don't. Mean, we, we have a lot of soups here. We have gourmet soups like the one I just described, the pumpkin spicy Spicy pumpkin soup with crab at Oak Oven. Or uh, I had a killer cream of mushroom soup not long ago, and I'm going to have to think of where that was. Oh, it was, at again, on the North Shore Pardos. Yeah, oh, he does great that things with that. That was crazy good. Um, you know, I we it's hard to find a chili here because it's not Texas, you know. So, but I, I'm always up for a good chili if I see one. I, I don't see them that often. But we, we tend to have, uh, we, well, it's New Orleans. We have a lot of cream-based soups. Well, you know, we have some others, too. Uh, shrimp and shrimp corn is a good one. Or yeah, crab or meat shrimp, anything corn like that. Bi- uh, wait, is it corn and crab? Corn and crab corn is and great. Corn and crab, yeah. yeah. Corn and crab bisque, you see that a lot. Yeah. There's Chef a lot Paul. of great soups. What? Chef Paul Prudhomme, he uh, he really kind of make a big fuss over that. I, I, I don't think he's the one who actually invented it because it it's been in common in Cajun country for a long time. But you never saw it around New Orleans. And then one day he came on and said, well, there's this little thing we do in Cajun country, and bang, there it was. Woo, what a great soup that is. Well, he kind of shifted the whole paradigm here, don't you think? Uh, I don't know. Let me Paul see if Prudhomme. I've... I'm not sure I have a paradigms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom, you'll, yeah, have, to, you'll have to pay me extra if you want me to laugh at you. <laughs> it's worth every nickel. <laughs> yes, that's about, mm-hmm. that's about mm-hmm. it, though. I'm trying to think of some other soups that I've had lately that were absolutely mind-blowing. I, you know what I like? Tell me. I love a good 
creamy potato soup when you can find it. Me too. It. Love it. You know, the best creamy potato soup. Now, this this is something that, well, we don't have any Safeways here, but I, I like the... I like the Safeway version of a creamy potato soup. I discovered Does that. Does it come in, in a can or a no, bottle? No, it doesn't. But they have, you know, you know, you could go into supermarkets now. I'm, I mean, I know Whole Foods has some really interesting soups, but um, you can go into just like your basic kind of supermarkets. I don't know. Does Rouse have something like this? Uh, but in other places like Safeway or Vons. And I don't know, they have other names, too. You you know, they have a, a deli with a soup. Well, Winn-Dixie has soups. I've seen them there. Oh, yeah, just about everybody yeah. seems to be yeah. doing yeah. that so they these have days. A, they have a soup. And, uh, you know, the one that I found at Safeway was pretty darn good. It was a creamy potato with a little cheddar cheese on top. That would really warm your toes, for sure. Mm, it sure would. Yeah. But, but, you know, these are really fattening soups, all the ones I'm talking about. You know, the cream-based, those are, those are all fattening soups. I think a good chicken noodle soup is lighter and every bit as delicious. Anyway, I, I just, I'm, I'm coming up empty on here's, other places. Here's uh, something to think about, but, and you don't even need to think about it too far. Okay. Um, how about uh, something along the lines of a bouillabaisse? Okay. It, so, it, and it's. But bouillabaisse isn't really a soup, is it? Well, it is, as far as I'm concerned. And I mean, there's just a little broth in the bottom. Well, that's as your soup. No. Do you think that Pete's bouillabaisse at Pete's Pete Cusive's bouillabaisse at Lake House is? I I don't normally order bouillabaisse. No. But I ate that, and I thought it was exceptionally good. Do you remember the bouillabaisse that he made for us? Uh, yeah, I vaguely do, but I had, Where's tell me more. Where's the best one that you've had around town? D- give me a, a, a thicker uh I, I mean, I have a picture of it. it was, yeah. We were there. We were actually there for the um, the incredible buffet, Doug. I'm not pronouncing not it. Not a buffet. A no, buffet. not a buffet. Yeah, uh-huh. Not a buffet. A buffet. Um, and he came out and said, look, I'm putting this on the menu. And he brought us a version of... He brought us a plate of the bouillabaisse that he was about to put on the menu for the evening. And it was spectacularly good. But I, I don't eat a lot of bouillabaisse, so I don't know. No. I don't have a means of comparison. Well, was it, it good? Do you remember it? I remember every uh, every sun, single one of those I've ever had I've liked. But then again, it's kind of cheating because it's not. it doesn't really meet the... It's pri- not a soup. No, it's not no, a soup. It doesn't it's a dish. Come, yeah. It's a dish with a lot of broth in so it. So why did I uh, talk it out? Why did you? I don't know. I have no idea. Because <laughs> we're talking about but, soups. <clears throat> well, actually, I'm the only one talking about soups. It'd be lovely if you joined us and talked about soups. Oh, here I am. 2606368. I mean, it is freezing outside. That's sad. That's embarrassing to even say. Because hmm. it's not cold. It's really actually very nice outside. But um, for people like me who really need to le- live in 75 degrees, it's it's cold. Especially yeah, it's terribly it's, cold. It's good hot chocolate. All weather. of a sudden, it just came out of nowhere. I know. It's Strange, like they said it? they were saying on the news that it's a good, I don't know, twenty degrees below normal temperature mm-hmm. for At this least kind that. of. I hope that doesn't. Oh my gosh! I just had a terrifying thought. I hope what? that doesn't mean it's going to be. I hope this is not a harbinger of a really cold winter. 
Because I felt like it was kind of a brutal summer. But that could be because my air conditioning well, was in, broken. Well, on the car. hot side it was, not in the cold side. No, it was absolutely it was it was horrifyingly hot this summer. But and and I and I don't think that's just because the air conditioner was broken in my car. So if I made it through the summer with a broken air conditioner, I guess I'm not that much of a wuss. But um it it was really bad, I think, for everyone because the restaurateur said it was a brutal, brutal summer as well. So I hope that that doesn't mean that now we're in for a brutal winter as well. That's a well, terrifying thought on know, November 1st it, it, to if, have. If it's really true, then it's going to be even worse if you make a big fuss over it. Yeah. I guess. It, by the way, uh, if you're ever in need of somebody who uh, can make put a your, big fuss, no, who can put your <laughs> uh, your brain in the right status for getting through such things like that, our daughter, <laughs> who is, no, really, I mean it. I she's got a great attitude. She is a lovely, lovely person. That's for sure. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are blathering on as usual. And if you force us to go back to the Almanac, I guess we will. We have a guest that I, I should have just kept her Do on. Do have a she, guest? She called an hour early. Oh. And I, um, I told Doug to have her call back at the uh, time that I understood. But now I should have kept her because, you know, I thought we were going to be talking about soups oh, well. for a while. But we're not, apparently. Oh, we'll, we'll be okay. Well, before, no, I mean, we're always <clears throat> okay. But before Michael called, we were talking about the new Brennans. Mm-hmm. Which I ha- which is not new anymore, but, no, but um, new enough because there are a lot of people who haven't been there since the, the changes. Well, it is a completely different place. Totally different place than what it you remember. It is a completely different place, and um, I liked the old one. I love the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I love their I love their Parker House rolls. You know what else? They, they, they're doing something that the old Brennans never really did, and that was to use the courtyard for something other than for parking people who were waiting to come in for a group or something. That's about all they ever used it for. But uh, it wasn't all that long ago that we went out into the courtyard with the kiddos in, in huh? No? no? You're shaking your head? No, I think we talked about—oh, oh, you're talking about with the— with the kids to show them the turtles. The turtles, yes. yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about the yeah. happy hour we did there. Yeah, and then we got to the end of it, and it was totally different from what you would ever expect to get at Brennan's, just in the kind of food that they were putting out. It was very everyday. In fact, they had hamburgers in it. Well, they have those incredible, it's like a, it's, if you could picture the Parker House rolls that you buy, only these are, a hundred times better, and put a little hamburger patty on them. They're served in sort of a sheet, and there are hamburger patties. It's like cut horizontally, and a whole bunch of hamburger patties Mm -hmm. with some pickles put in the middle, and they're served, I think, as a twelvesome, and um, they're exceptionally good. Well, they sure do good. smell good when they come right out of the oven. Boy, that's wonderful. That's a that's good happy wonderful. hour. There's a lot of great happy hours around town, and I'm never able to do them anymore. But um, I have to start getting back to doing some of those because I really would like to see what's going on out there in terms of happy hour. Because I love happy hours. They're great. Yeah? Yeah. It's where you get to sample food in little portions that you wouldn't ordinarily I mean you you like the big dinner you're a big dinner kind of pompish kind That's of person That's right I certainly am And I am a much more casual I'm going to grab about bite to eat kind of person So a happy hour really works for me 
but you've you've had a few good meals at happy hours when I've dragged you. Yeah. <laughs> Tom gets dragged a lot these days. <laughs> well, it's okay to me. I, I, and a whole new world is opening up to him. Our, tel- uh, our phone number is 260-6368. I'm just throwing it there to make sure we don't. Just in case anyone <laughs> has any wild hair to use it, 260-6368. Well, here's one. Let's look for the best restaurant soup you've ever had. The one that would, when you... We just did that. Oh, well, I, there's one in there that I think really ought to be in okay, the list. Okay, what's that? Uh, La Ruth's... Um, it was Gastronomique. Gastronomique, no. no. La Ruth's, <laughs> it was a... Um, uh, it, was, it was, in fact, uh, um, the uh, artichokes. Artichokes. Oyster artichoke. Oyster artichoke soup. He invented it. I, I believe that. That sounds like and, something uh, he would invent. Yes. And the funny thing was that the artichokes, for most of the history, and I got this from very good uh, uh, sources, sources uh, canned. What? Wait, what? It was canned. Wait, oysters? No. No, no, not the oysters. Oh. The artichoke part. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, it doesn't do much anyway. I love canned artichokes. Yeah, well, it got a... Canned canned artichokes are different from other kinds of artichokes. I mean, (laughs) that's a a really stupid thing to say, but but they are. Like, you could go to a Quistapace or to um, Whole Foods, I'm sure, has this, in their olive bar... Olive bar? Olive bar, yes. Hmm. And get, well, you don't really like olives, but there are olive bars all over town now. And you can just scoop up some cannellini beans that that have been soaked in olive oil or some pepperoncini or olives or feta mix and put them into one container for like $7.99 a pound. Anyway, there are these Oyster, there are these artichokes that have the stems on them. What are those called? Those big, long stems? The, you, you, they actually have the stem of the artichoke that goes for about mm-hmm. six inches. And you can, and it's certainly edible, and it's been marinated, and it's delicious. Yeah. The great place for that is, of all places, um, uh, Vincent's. Oh, okay. Vincent's, he he makes uh, a. He does that himself. He does it himself in house. It's really wonderful because you can get you can get great product like that. I know that at Norjo, there were that canned, was their business. Yeah, canned varieties of From that everywhere. Yes, yeah. but you can get it. I don't know if I don't know if the stuff that's on the olive bars is also canned originally before it goes to the olive bar. But um, a regular old, you know. Um, on sale, quartered artichoke hearts works very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's one of the basis bases of my uh, artichoke spinach and artichoke dip, and everyone else's actually. Well, uh, you know, if you have an opportunity to get an oyster artichoke soup, get it. If you can find anybody with oysters, we had lunch today at a place that did a really great job on a whole bunch of different versions of. Uh, grilled or baked oysters, and uh, they they're barely able to get them out because it is uh, there is such a shortage of oysters in the in the market right now, and it doesn't uh, 
reflect badly on the the restaurateurs, but it's... Any particular place, but it's really hard to find them. Yeah. I mean, when you go to Chimes and they tell you there's no oysters, that's that's a shocker. And well, that's today, happened more than once lately. Today, we wound up in a restaurant that had about five different kinds of baked oysters. So they had Rockefeller, they had Bienville, they had oysters, like they do it over Drago's, kind of, except different. Mm -hmm. And uh, in all of this put together, and I thought, wow, these guys are fantastic for uh, being a brand new restaurant. And... uh, it told it's called me the something. Southern Charm Bistro. The Southern Charm Bistro. In the old Southern, O'Briens. Yeah, yeah that uh, used to be a steakhouse out there on... Uh, on uh, um, LA 23. Louisiana, yeah, 23. Yes, yeah, across the river. It's really, uh, it's really sort of a dearth. It's like a desert of restaurants over on the West Bank. and um, It's too bad because yeah. uh, they used to be burgeoning with restaurants. I remember a time when they had restaurants all over the place. Burgeoning? On, burgeoning. That's a, when I you have a when pile of burgeon. I know what it Me means. Me too. I mean, and the, um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just laughing at, at, at it's, it's one of those words that you never hear used and then when you hear it used it's like a meteor that comes anyway. Two six zero six three six eight. When I was in eighth grade, uh, uh-huh. I used that word in a in a some How do you kind remember of, that you used the word uh, burgeoning yeah, and, in the eighth grade for something. And the nun who was my teacher <laughs> at that time came over and said, "What, Tommy? What? What? Where did you get this? This?" <laughs> I and I thought I had you know. Uh, Drop my drawers. Well, wait, wait. So, what happened? Since you uh, remember it so well, tell one, us, one, please. One of the other nuns, I'm not oh making this up, said. This is what happened oh, in Catholic school. This is why Catholics are so messed up. Go ahead. Oh, I, I think it's the great thing about them. But anyway. Go ahead. Uh, she. Uh, Told me, you know something. You you gotta you you can't use words like that because nobody knows what they mean. Did she really tell you that? She really did. Uh, but she said, "Good old uh, Catholic but, school." Well, wait, there's more. She said, uh, "What you really need to do is read this." And she gave me a copy of the New Yorker magazine. Mm-hmm. I've been subscribing to it ever since. Every week. I know. Not only that, you're incredibly proud that you read it cover to cover as a ri- religion, a ritual. I wish I could say I still do that, but it's... well, that was that was before you had a life, Tom. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. Then I, you know, I met my first girlfriend, and then Your everything first girlfriend? was. A, then I got a car. You know, that's that's the death. You know? uh, I, I remember in in Scouts we used to. Based say on that. what I've heard about your girlfriends, the New Yorker would be much more interesting, don't you think? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's about all you can say sometimes when the conversation draws to a dead end. That's all you can say. Two six zero six three six eight. Let's talk yeah. about New Orleans hamburger and seafood. Good idea. You want to do it or you want me to do I'll it? Do, I'll, I'll let you start. New Orleans hamburger and seafood company goes back to the 1980s. It was opened by some people who were not in the restaurant business at all. And but who were New Orleans uh, Born corporate and bred. Br- all yeah, and very much so, and uh, and yet it just never went in that direction. And they said, you know what? What we need here is to make a very seriously good hamburger, one that is thicker than you ever see, 
and then uh, cooked on a grill that was so hot that it would put a grill mark all over the thing from top to bottom, a little crunchy on the outside, juicy in the middle. And then you serve it with very good accompaniments, and then you put it in front of somebody who can clearly appreciate a great hamburger, and there it is, and it's all coming together, and you're almost ashamed at yourself. Why? Because that person should get into private before he finishes. <laughs> All right, that, this is where and, I come in. All and, right. And this is uh, this is the story of a New Orleans... Uh, hamburger and seafood. Hamburger and seafood because it is this paragon... Parag, uh, dime. Par- We're paradigm. Back to paradigm. Thank you. Parag- you can't use paradigm paragon. in the same show. Oh, paragon. Okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, where was I going with it? I that? don't know. Okay. We never know. Okay, anyway, so they have Hamburg. seafood, too. They, yeah, they, they have do. great seafood. It yeah. comes to your table crisp, delicious... It is hot because they didn't cook it until you ordered it. It is greaseless and golden brown. You can get it spicelicious if you ask for it, and they'll put a little extra spice on it. Mm-hmm. You can get it in a platter or on a poor boy, and you can uh, you can get side dishes, good New Orleans kinds of dishes. They have good salads. They have other sandwiches. It's a really great place to go for a casual, fast casual kind of environment. Mm -hmm. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood, 10 locations around town, and now they are serving char-grilled oysters. But I must warn you. Uh, yeah, those are tough to be, get. So beware. You might, the yeah. supply of oysters is really shockingly well, they low. They said in about two weeks it's looking like it's going to be bouncing back. Yeah, well, I, so it's usually I what happens. That was, I thought but, they were going to say something like years, but not years. It's going to yeah, be back in a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, one good thing is that uh, when <laughs> oysters get in cold water, it improves them. So, okay. so we have that coming. Okay. Oh, you, can you believe we've put through an entire hour here? And frankly... I think it was delightful, and I hope you did too. And hang on a little longer because we have a whole nother show for you, at least a, an hour's worth. WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.